0: Hey church, thanks so much for joining us. Unfortunately, in this message, we had some technical hiccups, but don't worry. We're going to hop in right at the beginning of pastor's message entitled the battle for courage. We hope it's an encouragement wherever it finds you have a great week. And
1: I'm thinking to myself, what are these people doing out here? Don't they take this seriously? It's not a matter that we walk in fear, but we use wisdom with that, with that understanding. You know, Sometimes we can become depressed and discouraged. David is a good example of that. There were times when David was either extremely excited and having a great day, or he was having a bad day. It's interesting to me that if you read the Psalms, it's almost like every other Psalm, he's up or down. Psalms 42, verse 9, and I like the message verse, it says, sometimes I ask God, my rock solid God, why did you let me down? Why am I walking around in tears, harassed by enemies? They're out for to kill these tormentors with their obscenities, taunting day after day. Where is this God of yours, they say? Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising him again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. I like the way that says it. I thank God for that. Listen to this. Faith comes from God. Fear comes from Satan. Who are you listening to? David realized that he was going through this emotion. Uh, was, the emotions he was going through were demonic in, in a sense. They were a battle of a spiritual realm. Its origins were the enemy of his soul. But in verse 11 of that same chapter, David makes a declaration. He says, I can't stay here. I can't remain in this attitude. What he was saying is, I will do something about this. I have the inability to do nothing. We we are all going to find a battle with discouragement. So what do we do in the source? What is the source of that discouragement? Discouragement is simply the absence of courage. Listen to it. Discourage means to take courage out. Encourage means to put courage in. That's why it's so important to hang around people that are encouraging, positive, purposeful. Quit Focusing on these pretty heads with makeup and, and, and styled hair on TV that have never done anything but criticize people that are doing something. Get away from people that are dragging you down and listen to people that will build you up. Get into the word of God. Read the word. Get into music that will be uplifting and encouraging. Find Those people that will build you up and not tear you down. Look what the word of God says. In Jude 20, it says, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. What are the causes of fear? Fatigue, going too long without rest. Well, you're in a timeout. You get to take a nap. There's a good thing coming because of being sequestered, if you will. Get some rest. Get some R&R. Take advantage of the moment. Frustration, unmet expectations in your job, your children, your, in the people that you live with, in your marriage. Your expectations are not met. Frustrations grow. Failure. We live in a world that celebrates success and winning. But you know what? I've learned far more from failures than from my successes and fear. Fear. Elijah is a great example of that. Fear. Can you believe it? Think about this man. Here he is. He's killed the prophets of Baal and Asherah. He called rain to end a drought. He ran a marathon and yet feared a hundred-pound little lady by the name of Jezebel, and he became suicidal because of the words that she would say. And it was more than just her. It was the spirit that drove those words. It was a demonic, satanic attack that came upon him. His fatigue, his weariness, and frustration drove him to that point of discouragement. So what are the challenges of discouragement? Discouragement is common. We all fight it. Nobody here is immune to it. Discouragement is is chronic. If, If you've been discouraged once, the potential is that it could happen again. But discouragement is also contagious. You know, Satan really wants to attack those who have influence in your life, knowing that they can bring an infectiousness of discouragement through their lives to other people. (laughs) I don't want to be a discourager. I serve a God that's a big God. Think about this. He created everything. Out of nothing, he created everything. He called the elements on the periodic time, you know what I'm talking about. He brought them all together. He created them out of nothing. Standing on nothing, he spoke, and everything that exists began, and he created it with systems and plans and with design. He created us for purpose. Nothing is too big for him. And not even this. Discouragement. Discouragement is kind of crazy. People that are discouragers typically don't have a whole lot of people hanging around them. But people who are encouragers, they sometimes have more people that they can talk to. How do we win over discouragement and become courageous? I think that's a, a very important facet for today. We listen to the news. We hear all of the stories. You hear like I do, of friends who are being affected by this. We hear of the deaths and and it is frightening. But listen to the word of David in Psalms 34. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. <laughs> I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who discourage take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. For I cried to him and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Others, too, were radiant at what he did for them. Theirs was no downcast look of rejection. This poor man cried to the Lord, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. For the angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reverence him. Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. See for yourselves the way his mercies shower down on all who trust in him. I look at that, and there's a few things that I want to take out of it in, in the last few moments that we're here together. Praise Him. You know what praise does? It shifts the focus from me to Him. He answers praise. Pray to Him. Prayer shifts the burden from me to Him. Isn't that interesting? God wants my focus, and He wants my burden. He's told me that. But there are benefits to prayer more than just simply answers. Prayer removes worry. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You can be a courageous warrior, but you will never be a courageous worrier I think we need to recognize that God wants us to be warriors, courageous, empowered by Him. God doesn't answer prayers of worry, He answers prayers of faith. Secondly, prayer restores faith and courage. Philippians 4 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Have you ever had so much peace that you couldn't sleep? Have you ever been so full of peace that you became nauseous and ill from it? Have you ever said, Jesus, this peace is killing me? Have you ever had that occur? Never. Never become content to live a life of worry and fear. You see, friends, God created you with the inability to do nothing. We're here fighting a war that is far more than COVID-19. There are things that are more important to me than this disease. God told us to go, and he told us to charge, as it were, in a battle. We're to charge for our marriages. We're to charge for our finances and for our health. We're to charge for the addictions that plague so many. We're to charge for our children and grandchildren. We're to charge for for unfinished goals and for kingdom causes. We're to go not cease, not retreat, not stop. There are three things that you need in order to have courage. A promise from God, an answer from God, and courage that comes from God. It all begins with a commitment to him to receive that gift of eternal life from him. But you can't do it alone. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 12, verse 5, there's a... A passage that is pretty strong. It says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And if, the, and if in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplains of the Jordan? What he's saying is simply this. This pandemic is a prototype of events that will come down road that are even worse. And there will be times that will be even more difficult. And in the moment that we live with the presence of a God that loves us and is so merciful, you can't live with him. How will you live in a difficult time? You read the book of Revelation and the horrible plagues that will come, and they will come. I happen to believe that Jesus is coming and he's going to take his church out. That doesn't make me some apocalyptic weirdo. It just simply means that I believe that my God's answers are real and his promises are real. But the Word of God tells me we have a hope. We have a hope in Jesus Christ today. We have a hope in Him right now. And we can call on Him at this very moment. If you're listening and watching today and you've not found that peace, and perhaps you're struggling in your life with the struggles that are there with fear and anxiety, and maybe it's beyond this COVID-19 epidemic. Maybe it's just life itself I want to offer you something his name is Jesus Jesus Christ God's only begotten son he came into this world to give to you hope and peace and comfort he came into this world to give you eternal life but it's up to you to receive that gift he gives it he offers it but we have to receive it I'd like you to join me as we pray this morning Father, I thank you for the power of your word, and I thank you that you've not given to us a spirit of fear, but power and love of soundness of mind, but you've also given us the tenacity of spirit to live beyond and above the fears of this world. You've also given to us Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. And there may be those listening today that have yet to know him, and so, Father, I'm praying that even where they're at, in their homes, in their cars, in their living room, wherever they might be, that, Lord, we can just turn off the world for just a moment and tune into who you are. You said that if we would confess you as our Lord and Savior, you would give to us that eternal life. And it doesn't stop, start when death occurs. It starts when we receive you right now. So, Father, we receive and ask for your forgiveness and mercy and grace. We ask you, Jesus, to come into our life. Grant us that peace. Forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask the blessing of God over you. I'm going to pray his blessing would guide you and direct you and strengthen you. And I've I speak that right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak your blessing to all that would be listening to guide them, to direct them, bring peace to them, bring comfort to them, strengthen them, help them even as we pray. May your blessing overwhelm them and overshadow them go before them and grant them your peace in Jesus' name. God bless. Enjoy him. Enjoy his presence and watch out for one another.
2: Something broken for my ring Well Well, it is well.
0: Hey church, it's Pastor Jeff and Pastor Warren. We're super excited you're joining us today. Here's a couple things.
3: We want to let you know that it is so important that our kids get church too. So we've provided links in the comments below and on our social media sites and on our website so that our kids can get Kids Church. Families, we encourage you, watch Kids Church with your kids. Learn, laugh, and grow together as a family. We don't want your kids to miss out on Jesus on their level. So you can find those in the comments below or any of our social media sites or our website. Check it out.
0: Church, many of you have asked, how, how do we give? How do we continue to tithe in this weird season we're in? And that's a great question. You can drop off your tithe in the check form at the church office or at the mailbox, all those things. Um, that's available. Or you can give online. Uh, the link is provided in the comments and on the church website. We also want to encourage you not to just give here, but to invest in our community, support our community, especially those impacted in the restaurant and service industries. Um, what can we do to help support our community? Maybe it's grabbing takeout a couple times a week or grabbing some gift certificates if you're able, but let's not forget our community and and how they're impacted. Let's pray together for this whole situation that God's favor would just be on, on those restaurants and on those individuals. We're praying for you. We're praying for this community and we're believing the best is yet to come.
3: And church, if this message impacts you in any way, shape, or form, please let us know. And if you're impacted in any way through this season of coronavirus and and walking through this life, make sure that you contact us. We want to pray with you. We want to walk life with you. If you have a need, call our church office. Let us know so that you don't do this alone. This is how we do church. This is how we do family. We look out for one another. Be blessed.